be ready. Spawn more overlords. You have not enough minerals. You are listening to the Grassroots StarCraft II Podcast, Episode 2, originally released on July 6, 2022. This episode will be an interview with streamer and gamer GrimFaith87. All right. Test. Testing. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Grassroots StarCraft II podcast, episode number two. I am your host, PCH, and I'm here with our guest, Grim Faith. Hello, hello. All right. Thank you for coming on, Grim Faith. You are the official first guest of the podcast. How do you, how do you feel? Man, feel nervous testing the waters, man. You know, couldn't right. get sensation on here, but you know, I'm here. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty nervous too because you're the first guest, and we had a lot of technical kinks to get um, out out of the way before the show. And I, I appreciate your time. We spent about maybe close to an hour getting those yeah. those kinks out, but I, I'm hoping everything sounds good, looks good, and yeah, yeah let's just jump right into it. Um, do you want to start? We'll start with an introduction here. Let's. Uh, figure out who is uh, Grim Faith. Um, just more about yourself, about like as a player. We won't go into anything personal here, but just an introduction to start off. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm a small streamer. I play StarCraft Two, and yeah, I like. <laughs> I like it. That's it. That's all I really got. Okay. Diamond Two. All right. So, um, do you want to plug your streaming URL? For the chat and for anybody listening to the podcast in the future, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Grimfaith eighty seven. Um, I see, I'm seeing a lot of people in the chat that I've actually seen in my channel, so maybe the for the people that aren't watching, that's that's pretty much how you would find me. It's just Grimfaith eighty seven. Search it up in the search bar, you'll find it. <laughs> Great. All right, so twitch.tv slash Grimfaith eighty seven, and you said you're Diamond two. So what race do you play? I'm definitely a Zerg player all the way. Okay, so you're a Zerg player, and yeah, uh, did you start playing Zerg, or what, like, did you kind of make your way to to Zerg eventually? Um, you know, when I when I first started playing StarCraft, I I was in a cyber cafe and I was playing Terran, started playing that, and then later on, I was I heard that Zerg was the hardest race to play, and I was like, you know, what? that's the race for me. That's what I'm playing right there. Let's do it. I want to pick the hardest one. Let's do it. So, yeah, that's pretty much how I started playing Zerg for the most part. So it's an inter interesting mindset that you have where you heard that the most difficult race was Zerg, and then you purposely choose that as your race. Some some people might hear, oh, this race is the easiest. I want to play that race. But you actually took the initiative of, I, I hear this is the hardest race, and I, I want to do this. So let's let's make the switch from Terran to, to Zerg. So how long were you playing Terran for? Oh man, not not very long at all. I mean, uh, I used to when I first started playing StarCraft, it was in a uh, cyber cafe. Like I didn't I didn't have money for a computer, nothing like that. So I was in the cyber cafe playing the playing the Terran, and then I kind of got out of it. And then you know uh, I didn't really start getting into StarCraft until probably like Heart of the Swarm started doing that, and then it was just Roach rushes every single game. <laughs> classic classic Roach yeah. rush there. Yeah. So you're doing roach rushes in cyber cafes and in PC cafes and, <laughs> yeah. and PC cafes, I would say are less common in 
other countries that I feel like they're more common in Korea. Uh, we, we've maybe if you watch the GSL uh, or, or know more about maybe different cultures, I feel like Asia might have more PC cafes popular, but maybe in Europe or in the United States, maybe less popular. So you didn't have a PC. So how did, how did you, how did you eventually, did you build a PC? Did you buy a PC? Was, was Starcraft the, the force that made you get your own setup? Yeah. I mean, uh, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to play it at home. And so I ended up, uh, you know, using an old computer that I had and it was a, it was a potato. So it was just like, it ran Starcraft on like the lowest settings, I think. And I, I still just managed to play it. That was how I did it. So I got stuck at like a, I think it was, I think it was like plat, plat three, I got stuck. And then I kind of gave up the game for a while. So until, uh, legacy of the void. Okay. And where did you start? Was it bronze or did you have prior RTS experience? Um, yeah, I had prior RTS experience. Um, it was nothing like Starcraft at all. It's nothing. I mean, if you ever heard of the game uh, Total Annihilation by uh, Boneyard, I think it was. I've heard of the game, but I haven't played it. Yeah, I used to I used to play that game all the time. I was super into RTSs. That was my that was my thing. I loved it. Loved RTS. So you know, going to StarCraft Two was definitely a a good thing to go to. That was like that was like the business right there. But oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I played Warcraft before that. Warcraft Three. That was the that was the major RTS before that before starcraft was warcraft 3. of course yeah definitely so you had prior rts experience with total annihilation with warcraft 3. did you play brood war no i didn't play brood war okay so pretty good rts background um going into starcraft so what league did you start in in starcraft 2. uh, uh it's all the way from the bottom pretty much just kind of worked my way up okay so similar to me you were starting in, in bronze league and you we're actually both in the same league currently. We're both Diamond Two, I believe. Yeah. Uh, we're both Zerg, ironically. So uh, yeah. what a it's what the best a good, race. What, what a great what a great first guest. Um, <laughs> very sim similar between host and guest here. Okay, and so now you have your own. You had your own. Let's kind of go through the timeline here. You had your PC, your your potato PC. Is that still your current setup, or did you kind of upgrade over the years? No, I, I upgraded uh, fairly recently. Probably about like a. Uh, probably about a year ago, upgraded my computer, and uh, I was like, "Okay, enough's enough. No more potato PC. We need to get this thing going, man." You know, and I was I was streaming on this like computer that like barely managed to run, uh, you know, OBS or whatever, and I was doing it. And now all these things going on, I was like slowing down. And uh, man, I don't know how I did it, but I managed to get it to work, and it was it was great. It was fun, great fun. Wow, so you were actually streaming on the potato PC as well. Like <laughs> yeah, really streaming on it. Cutting edge technology, just uh, OBS, maybe even the early days, earlier days of Twitch, or maybe if, even as far back as when it was Justin TV, um, if we're talking Heart of the Swarm days. Yeah, um, no, actually the, the recent streaming was like Legacy of the Void. That was when I started streaming. Yeah, that was when I started streaming. Okay, and for you to get into StarCraft Two as a Zerg player, during Heart of the Swarm, I think I think that was the Broodlord Infester era, where you could just have this insane late game army composition of uh, Infestors doing the fungals and then you know fungling the entire army. And the Infested Terran. <laughs> and you could do Infested Terran, but you what the strat I think from what I remember I think it was Heart of the Swarm, is um, in particular like ZVT you can you could have mass like heavy Infester late game. You could fungal. Fungal is actually a viable spell casting yeah. thing you could fungal the the army and then the 
the broodlords, that the broodlings from the broodlords would just annihilate everything that was just yeah. being yeah, would. Uh, killed down by the, the fungals. So, so now you've upgraded your PC, you're streaming in Legacy of the Void. Um, let's talk more maybe about Legacy of the Void. Like, how, do you, how are you feeling about Legacy of the Void? We've seen some, some new maps recently that might come to ladder. Have you experimented with those, with those maps? Yeah, I played I played like a couple games on new maps, like you know, just like everybody else, excited for the new maps, waiting for them to drop. You know, I keep an eye on that that Twitter feed on Blizzard, waiting waiting for the day that they they drop those maps, and then you know, excited. So, yeah, yeah, I think I saw in Sensation Stream you were were you practicing customs with him on the these new ESL maps? Yeah, I was practicing. Uh, well, actually, you know what? The, to re, to regress with that, I was actually. Uh, I even found I found out about the maps because I uh, messaged a guy on Twitter that was one of the mods for the Team Liquid or whatever, and I was asking him, uh, you know, when the maps coming out, this and that, and then I kind of get the information on what maps they were, and then that's when I went on Sensation Stream and I was like, hey man, check out these maps. These are probably going to be in the in the next thing. They're probably going to upload them. Let's practice on them. Let's do it. So yeah, they're pretty cool maps. I like them. You know, other people haven't seen them. They're on there. They're uploaded already. So. Right. If you just if you're in the StarCraft client, just go to uh, I think it's the custom game area, and you can just search for ESL, and that's where the most recent search results should have all of the maps there. I actually had a similar experience with Sensation. I, I popped into his stream randomly one night. Uh, I said, "Hey, do you want to you want to do a one custom together?" We chose one of the new maps, and um, he was on. He the long story short for that matchup was I covered the entire map in creep. <laughs> <laughs> he was stuck on three bases and um he was trying to make drops out of uh out of the game to get back in the game um but it was it was over with just creep over the entire map um <laughs> surprised he played you at a 1v1 you like <laughs> yeah that's actually how we met um was oh was sweet um when we messaged or i messaged him or somebody in my chat said hey this guy's a streamer too um i said oh really like link his link his stream and then I popped in a stream as I was still streaming and um, saw the chaos, all the, yeah. all the emotes. Yeah. So me I me asking for the, for the one V ones all the time. Like, Hey man, like get a one V one, man. Come on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, hoping to get sensation on the podcast as well. Uh, he's a diamond. Is he three or two Taryn? Yeah. He's a diamond two player. He's the same, uh, same league as us. So, okay, cool. Cool. All right, so let's talk more Legacy of the Void and and just maybe your streaming. So how has your streaming been going? Like what it what things get you motivated to stream? Uh it's <laughs> honestly just to go back to like the the original thing, you know, it's like it's hard. So it's like I want to do it because it's difficult. It's like the only reason, you know, my only motivation for that, you know. I'm not I'm not looking to make money out of it or anything like that or you know, get any get anything get famous whatever is not not my expectation you know just just want to do it because it's difficult and you know it's creative and you know it's just like a fun thing to do and along the way you know i've met a lot of people i've, I've you know met a lot of people in the community that's made it absolutely worthwhile and you know just it's been a great journey it's been really cool so far i can really relate to a lot a lot of what you're saying here that's that's the same reason i stream it's not about making money. It's not about trying to be famous. It's just the genuine enjoyment of the game. Streaming is challenging. Like there's a huge difference between just playing the game 
just in your own mindset. You don't have chat going off. Um, you don't have to worry about the technical audio production problems that OBS or Streamlabs, whatever you're using is, is going to bring you. So it's, it's the combination I feel that is that challenge that I think you're trying to say it's the combination of streaming and competitively play. It's not even just playing a game, right? It's not just like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm playing Minecraft or, I mean, not to diss Minecraft. I'm sure that maybe there's competitive Minecraft out there, but the aspect of the competitive one V one Starcraft, which is arguably the, the most competitive, <laughs> yeah. I'll just say it, the Omega difficult difficulty type of game out there, uh, with, with the streaming is uh, an insane combination. The, the crazy thing about it, though, is like I didn't I wasn't expecting to get start getting involved with the community. It wasn't an expectation of mine. Like I didn't I didn't think I'd be so involved with it, you know, you know, so involved with meeting people and, you know, you know, helping each other out and talking to people and meeting people and doing this and that. It totally evolved from, you know, just like I want to make a stream and I want to, you know, like get viewers and this and that because it's hard. And then it, it changed into like a a community thing and it's it's great you know i love it absolutely yeah the more you stream uh the more you'll see regular viewers in your chat you get familiar with their names you get familiar with like their their style of chat with you or the way they talk to you or how funny they are or how serious they are um i think the community aspect is great about twitch and i, I think some people even starting to experiment with youtube streaming i think it was nathanius uh, or some other folks that are not happy with the more professional side of streaming, if you're a professional streamer, right? That's a nice thing that doesn't apply to us, right? I mean, we might be affiliate, but we're not here to, we're not making our livelihood out of it and we can just have more fun with it. So I, I honestly, I feel bad for the people that that is their livelihood. That's, that must be like absolutely terrible, man. Oh my God. Right. To have your monetization model just kind of change from, what you've what you've had for years and years to something from my understanding is worse uh it doesn't doesn't sound too good yeah yeah so talking more about like people and community i think that this would be a good tangent to go into let's talk about live events as a fan of starcraft have you ever been to a live event i've never been to a live event although i would i would like to go to a live event you know but i kind of came into the the starcraft community and scene a little bit late like at the end of legacy of the void so we're kind of running out of tournaments right <laughs> right ones. yeah definitely um i know that for north america there's dreamhack atlanta uh, we just had dreamhack valencia of course um no spoilers there if anybody hasn't seen those matches but i know there's one north america event i imagine there's going to be even more eu events i think there's a home story cup i think it was nish was talking about it early in his stream tonight so there's still plenty of live events to go depending where you live um I've been to a handful of live events actually, and I would highly recommend it. Um, I started going to live events in 2011, actually. I went to MLG Orlando. Um, I've been to IEM San Jose. I've been to WCS when it was in Burbank, California. And what I really learned from the live events, it was, it's, it's kind of like star studded event where you, you see people like back when Nathanius was casting with Rotterdam, uh, meeting them in person. You're like, you've been watching them on Twitch for years and it's it's a different experience meeting them in person they're really for the most part everybody's really genuine i met fear dragon um at iem san jose everybody's really genuine like everybody's really nice but what's really good as a player going to these events in person is seeing the pro players physically play the game because i never thought that seeing that in person would help me improve my gameplay 
because you watch, oh, really? you watch the streamers, right? Like I'll watch you play and I might get some little tidbits of like, oh, this is how Grim Faith is playing. I've never tried this before. Let me try it. But you see it from like a virtual perspective, right? I see your screen. I hear your audio from your mic and I see your webcam video, but I'm not, I mean, some people might have like the, the camera on their, their keyboard, but it's different than seeing it in person. Like you see the full ergonomic, like how they set up in a tournament, how they're moving their mouse, like what gear they're using, what keyboard they're using, um, and really just the speed in which they play and how they play that fast. Because before I went to live events, I was like sub 100 APM. And that was like, I never conceptualized, how do I play faster than 100 APM? Right. I, I, it was so like, I felt so fast in like bronze, silver, gold, like, <laughs> dude, I'm going like 60 APM. How can I go faster than this? And I started to go in more, more events. And so I hope you get the opportunity to go to an event either this year or next year. And, and, uh, and then you could do, yeah, just fanboying out to the games, just sitting down and watching the games is such an experience compared to the live Twitch. Hey, you definitely inspired me. I don't, I don't want to do it now. <laughs> Yeah, and if you can go with friends, it's uh, an even, <clears throat> an even, excuse me, an even better experience. That's just like the ultimate experience. But it's tough having it's a, such a it's become such a niche game now, right? It's not like Valorant yeah. or Apex Legends or some of these other top titles where a larger population of the world play this game. We really have this game has evolved and it's become great. But I would say the audience, you know, has has gone down a bit, and so yeah. It's, it's become a more niche game. Um, so it's tough to find maybe in the particular area where the tournament's being held or, you know, it's, it's tough to find people, tough to find people, number one, in this economy that want to make that financial commitment to go to an event. Worry about the, the ESL stuff when that, when their contract ends, like what's going to happen with that. So, it's, you know, or what are the pros going to do? Are they going to just stop playing the game completely or what, you know? I'm not too familiar with this. Can you talk more about that? Well, supposedly, um, I, I don't know for certain, but supposedly there's a contract with the tournaments, the big tournaments, and that's supposed to run out like next year or something. So it's like when you when you think about it, you're like, okay, so it runs out and there's no more money, you know, big money out there for tournaments. What are the, you know, the big pros going to do? Are they going to still play StarCraft or what? What's going to happen to those pros when they, they leave StarCraft? You know, is it going to be... You know, everyone's going to jump ship too or what? It's going to completely go down a lot more than it is. So that was like a, a thought of mine, kind of a worry. So Interesting. Yeah, not just a worry as a, as a pro player or somebody that's in the scene, but even as a fan, you know, you worry about this is our sport, right? I mean, this is yeah. our NBA. This is our, I mean, maybe other people watch those sports as well, um, but this is our our main kind of esport. So you're saying this happened, this could potentially happen by the, the finish of this year into 2023 yeah i think it was 2023 i mean don't quote me on that i don't know for certain but <clears throat> i remember reading something like that like it was supposed to they're supposed to wrap it up pretty much so we'll have to wait and see what happens interesting that'd be really interesting if it kind of aligns with stormgate going into beta where you know the the, the tournaments and the, the future of the pro scene for starcraft is in the air and then it would be a great interjection point for Stormgate. Like, hey, we're yeah. here. We've got the data <laughs> yeah. ready for you guys. Pro players, come on over. And the money starts flowing in that direction. That's that's probably their plan. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe Blizzard will. If Blizzard buys Stormgate or buys Frost Giant Studios, I, I think the whole scene would erupt 
And uh, well, yeah, because you you know all the big streamers they're gonna go to they're gonna go to Stormgate. All of them are gonna go over there once that you know starts up. So, right, definitely. This kind of also reminds me of the U.S. government, right? We always hear about we ran out of money. The we ran out of money, and then there's this specific deadline of we ran out of the money here, and if we hit this date, there's no more money for the entire country. It, that sounds like a similar story here for the StarCraft Pro scene where they have a finite deadline to renew the contracts and they're just probably going to, I'm hoping, I'm hoping here that they're just going to wait until the very end to renew that. Yeah, so and I also got a feeling Sarah's going to retire pretty soon and go golf professionally. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, Speaking of events, we have somebody, uh, Stank SC in the chat saying Montreal. So it sounds like there's another North American event that's going to be in Montreal, Canada this year. Oh, sweet. Cool. So that, that's two North American events for this year. And then, of course, uh, Home Story Cup, I think, is coming up soon. Nice. Didn't they recently have a, had a tournament in Texas? I'm not familiar. Or am I, or am I wrong? I'm not familiar with that tournament. Huh. Yeah, I thought I heard of heard of one in Texas. Maybe I was thinking of a different one. Not sure. Okay, he's uh, Stank SC is saying it's DreamHack Montreal, I believe. So we'll have to check that out after the podcast here. Okay, let's talk more about streaming for you, Grimfaith. What are your what are your visions or what is your plan for your stream? Like what what are some goals of yours, I would say? Uh I'd say my goals now are uh just kind of building a community it's like my one of my main goals so yeah i mean like i said before i don't i don't expect to earn a large amount of money by doing this so you know, i'm not like yeah i'm gonna wake, wake up tomorrow and, and i'm gonna quit my job and you know, i'm gonna stream full time now is it we got it no it's not it it's more like a hobby right totally and do you only stream starcraft are you like a diehard Starcraft streamer, or will you occasionally stream, you know, kind of a secondary game to to relax after an intense ladder session? Um, I have a couple times. I mean, uh, but most of the time, yeah, I just I stream Starcraft all the time. That's it. Okay. Great. I think we'll open up the the podcast here to to some Q and A from the chat. So if anybody is live in the chat right now and has a question for Grimfaith, uh, feel free to go ahead and go ahead and ask. Okay, so Blarg is saying in the chat there is a, a DreamHack Dallas this year, but there is no SC2. Yeah, that sucks. So that's that's pretty unfortunate. Yeah. Right, so we're, we're already starting to see signs of an existing major or premier, whatever the wording is, tournament such as DreamHack, where they have an event lined up for Dallas. Or He said had, so this was in the past, earlier this year possibly. They had an event, but there was no StarCraft, so we're seeing less investment. Uh, yeah it's unfortunate it is unfortunate it's pretty good though for like what a 10-year game it's been 10 years now oh yeah yeah i think was it 2010 or 2011 yeah so i think it's over 10 years now yeah it's pretty good uh it's a pretty good run i don't think i've really seen any games last that long that have that many tournaments and money coming through and all that stuff so definitely yeah Okay, it looks like so far we don't have any any questions in the chat. 
All right. I don't think we have any questions in the chat. Uh, let's wrap up this this interview, Grim Faith. I, I again want to thank you so much for your oh, yeah, time, no problem. helping me set up this the stream here. This is you know the the production issues that you helped me iron out will <laughs> kind of set set me up for future episodes here. And again, let's um, feel free to plug your social medias here. Plug your your Twitch. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been trying to get other people on here secretly, getting other people on your podcast. So trying to do it, spreading the word. So. But yeah, if you guys want to find me, just type in Grimfaith87 on the search bar and click enter and there you go. Find it. Awesome. All right. We have a comment here. Uh, maybe in 10 years, we'll be like the Brood War boomers and playing the game with our grandkids <laughs> or whatever. I, I think, think the majority of people on here are like age 30. I think that's that's like the, the average age of the people who play this game, I think. Yeah, I, there is there is a a wide range of age ages for the StarCraft community. I think the youngest I've seen is maybe not even teenager, like a young teenager, and then um, folks like myself that are probably considered boomers uh, for StarCraft. <laughs> so I, I think maybe we're, we're already in the boomer phase of StarCraft. It, yeah, it doesn't even need phase. to be doesn't even need to be ten years from now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Grim Faith. This concludes uh, Grassroots Starcraft uh, podcast episode two with Grim Faith. Oh yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Bye.